Episode 314, Funnels to Fuel Your Business, Dr. Ben Adkins. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Okay, this one's all about closers today. And I like to think of myself as a closer in life, but we got the man here. We got Dr. Ben Adkins. <laughs> he is the founder of the Closers Cafe. He's a licensed chiropractic physician. He grew his chiropractic practice using Facebook marketing, then went on to help other local businesses do the same. And clearly from when uh, we dig into this interview, he's pretty good at it. <laughs> he created the Closers Cafe blog and Mastermind to be a resource for those who are looking to build their own Facebook ad agency. He's been featured on Traffic and Conversion Summit. We're just talking about that. If you haven't heard of that, that's a, an absolute monster of a summit. It's absolutely you know, thousands and thousands of people. Marketing Mayhem Live, he's been featured on as well. We're just going to dig straight in. So, Ben, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Let's do it. I'm excited. Awesome. So that was kind of a, quite a straight to the point introduction. Is there anything you want to add, highlight, discuss about you? What are you all about at the moment? I tell you, man, all, what my big thing is right now is, you know, you get into business and, and the first thing is uh, I got to make a lot of money to provide the kind of life that I want and that, you know, for my family. And then, and then you start, you get into business and you start becoming successful. And I think the big thing is, is you want to have time too. Like, it's not just about how much income you bring. You want to also, you know, get a lot of time under your belt. So I think that's the thing for me is it's, you know, this journey that we're all on. And I think that's the thing is, is you really want to get down to what you're after and what you really want to be after that that's it for me it's it was making the money but also at this point it's how do i get more time with the people that i love the most and i think that that is is noble of a cause as an entrepreneur that we can pursue out there so that's that's sort of my core right now and that's a, of the whole journey that i'm sure we'll discuss that's Love where it. I'm aiming right now. Time is finite. It's definitely ticking for all of us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your origins. There are lots of chiropractors out there. Tell us a little about, you know, where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? And how you kind of got from A to B? So I, I, right now I live in a place called uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. And so I'm sort of, uh, I, I'm in this really interesting spot. I get to, we're really big. Like my wife and I came from a very, very small town. Um, and you know, as a small town kid, there's this hate of small towns, but then there's also <laughs> this love of small towns. Yeah. And so we sort of live in this interesting spot, uh, where we're right on the border of Missouri, we're right on the border of Tennessee. And so there's always a huge airport close, um, okay. you know, to where we are, but we also, we're getting to raise our kid in not a small town, but a smaller town. And so that's been a big thing for me. Um, I grew up in a town, literally, it was the name of it's Pocahontas, Pocahontas, Arkansas. <laughs> and um, I, I grew up there and along the way, you know, you, you try to figure out what the heck am I going to do with my life? You know, what, what is it that I'm actually here on this planet for? And uh, I had this really great chiropractor, you know, I wasn't like someone that was just like my parents weren't, you know, really into that kind of stuff. But this guy was, was awesome. And I had a really good experience with him. I think when I was in the third grade, he helped me out a lot. And so 
you know, some something kind of popped in my head and it stuck there, I guess. And I went to school. That was not the first thing. The first thing I want to do was like computer science. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And, and then really quickly, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and then I got into, uh, you know, because you like the sunlight occasionally, he says, as he sits behind a computer down, right? <laughs> I'm in the man cave right now. <laughs> no, no, same, same, right? You know, the light reflects off me and I've seen how pale I am. No, but so I, I, somewhere along the way, I, I just was like, you know, this chiropractic thing seems really cool. And I went and toured the campus. It was in St. Louis um, was the campus that I went to. And right away, you know, there was just a deep sense of purpose that these people had. And, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to be my gig. In terms of some, some careers, I like the, the certainty of, and the purpose, like you say, I'm going to fix people. I yeah. mean, in terms of that, that I, I could live with that. I could get on board with that. I love that. And so many jobs and or paths people are going down I think some of the struggle or like when you're not feeling fulfilled is the fact, what do you do? And it's, if you can't articulate as clear and as, with that much clarity as say a chiropractor, I think that's yeah. obviously linked into, you know, feelings of being unfulfilled. And so I, Hey, I mean, just to say, I like the sound of that. I could be a chiropractor. Yeah. You're getting people better from things that they're suffering with that are keeping them from living, you know, the life that they mm -hmm. want to live, but you get to do it all with your hands. I didn't really know what it all was. I get to school <laughs> and realize, you know, I am putting in more hours than a medical doctor. It was a challenge for me. You know, when I'm done, it's seven, seven and a third, almost eight years later uh, for all of this to put it together. Yeah. I'm pretty aware that uh, I'm not going to be in a system. I'm not going to be in a hospital system or something. I'm very much opening my own thing. Yeah. So when I first got out, I decided, hey, I want to learn the ropes a little bit from somebody who's been doing it. I worked for someone for a little while. They were great, learned a lot of good stuff. However, I think we all sort of get here. We, I, I figured out I didn't want to work for anybody pretty quick, you know, <laughs> even though that it was a good experience. And so I opened up my own thing. And, you know, that's when sort of reality really starts to set in. My first week, I had one person come to the door. And it was my accountant. So I don't, I don't know if that even counts. Uh, <laughs> bless him for, for that. But so that, that first week, you know, was, was a real wake up call. And I said, you know, I've got to, I've got to really get on it. So uh, the cool thing about not being busy is you have time to learn ways to make yourself busy. Mm -hmm. And so I was very much involved in anything that I could find that was cheap uh, marketing and but but had a very big reach and at that time uh facebook and, and it still is today but facebook was very much the path because i didn't have a lot of extra income to go around to build my practice so within about six months and this is literally from the time i opened six months i had a practice that was rivaling those that had been there 20 years oh, and so nice. you know it was it was one of those things where i was like thank god you know like <laughs> it, it, that was it was a good thing but i think the the thing that was really interesting and this sort of takes me into how i got into what i do today is I started having all these other businesses that were around me saying, this looks cool what you're doing. Um, do you think it would work for us? And you know, there was some that it definitely wouldn't, but there was a great bed of people that I was like, yeah, I think, I, I don't know how it applies exactly, but I'm gonna look into it and let's, let's start talking. And I think the big thing um, was that my wife was very good about saying, listen, you're gonna be at the chiropractic office for these, this set of hours. If you're going to be somewhere else doing something else and not at home or, you know, not, that's not getting to hang out, you better be charging people for it. So that's when I actually started charging people. And so she was that's very actually good. really, you know, really helpful and, you know, to have right. that support. That's, that's beautiful. But both things were good. That was yeah. working for businesses. It was working for my office. And one day I looked up and realized uh, I had no more bandwidth to take people on because I was getting really mm -hmm. busy in home business. And so I sat down and I, I remember this like it was yesterday. I took something that was working for myself and some other businesses and I wrote it down in a Microsoft Word document 
mixed it down as a PDF and I started selling it to people locally. And then somehow by the grace of God, this thing leaked into a place where people could buy it in a large market and it started selling like crazy. And what was really cool is people all over the world started telling me this is working for me. And that's when sort of the bug hit me that, okay, you know, this, this is interesting that we can do things in a very small, you know, Petri dish Mm -hmm. and then go out and teach other people how to go do it. And it's working all over the place. And so that was the journey for me. It sort of, it was, (laughs) I fell into, you know, the big world of online marketing in a very weird way. Uh, It was just, we were reporting on stuff that was working for us in a very small thing and it kept working. I just love the the organic nature of that, and like you say, if it's working in your you know your small field, it's almost like principles. If if they're if they're right, if they're working, obviously I'm sure, and your expertise, you tweak things, and like everyone's the individual nature is all slightly different, but there are you know core fundamentals that work all over the world. Absolutely, and I think that's the the really interesting thing is, of course, you have to adapt for areas, you have to adapt for different you know cultures, things like that. But at the same time, there are some core things as human beings that we respond to. If you start doing those things, you start learning a lot and you start finding out that this is just systems and it's math. You know, it's how many people can come through the front. Uh, well, this is the percentage mm-hmm. that's going to come and it's, it starts really making sense. So, yeah, as, uh, for a business owner, having, having that kind of that structure that they know if they spend X amount of dollars on, you know, X amount of leads, they're going to, like you say, it's conversion ratios. They're gonna, they can consistently predict to a certain level yeah. how many clients are going to get and whether it's, you know, whether it's worth it or whether it's working and numbers wise. So, we're going to definitely dig in. I didn't mention the start show. We're going to you know, dig in this show all about like how to create these sort of killer funnels to fuel your business. Um, didn't sound like there was anyone that jumped to mind. There may be that first cool chiropractor, but was there anyone along this journey? It may have been more recent times um, to sort of more into the online space. I don't know who helped awaken your alpha who got, you know, was it a more situational? It sounds quite situational. Or was there a time when you thought this is the path? There was two people actually, and you know, I think that this is this resonates with a lot of people that get into, you know, digital entrepreneurism that are, you know, it's very internet based. Um, I, I think the first thing I remember this was right around the time that uh, good old Tim Ferriss came out with Four Hour Work Week, and you know, I, I heard good things about this book, but I was like, okay, whatever, it's a book, you know. And so I started reading it, and uh, there was a certain I was line. Just, I was just looking for my copy. Oh, yeah, right? No, exactly. I got this copy, and that was like kind of the book that like flicked a switch in my head. <laughs> I had gotten, uh, I'd gotten home from the chiropractic office, and I remember this, and it was a long day, and it was a good day. I'd, I'd had some good results, and it was a good day. But I remember laying in bed, and I was reading this book, and I remember there was something in this book. I can't remember what part it was, but something in this book that made me realize that I'd made a, a giant mistake. <laughs> and you know, after seven and a half years of school, um, I'd made a giant mistake. And, and there was something in the book that, that sort of pushed into my brain. You, the, the more successful you are with this chiropractic business, the more time you're going to have to spend in it. And it just, you know, it was just like crap. <laughs> so that, that, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I know. I was just going to say Anyone thinks, but at least it was, you know, a mistake of boldness rather than sloth. If you're going to sure. make mistakes, you know, <laughs> exactly. out there doing stuff. I like I when some people are like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Make the bold mistake, you know, like go and do something and then go, oh, crap. <laughs> right. Change it. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, I would not change any of that path that got me here. But, but that's the thing. I remember mm. sitting there and, and from that point forward, I was like, okay, so there's a problem because I don't, I'm not operating in a business that can survive without me, number one. Um, but number two, uh, 
you know, it shouldn't be the more successful we get, the more time I have to spend in the business. Mm -hmm. And so those, those principles sort of locked into my brain very quickly of I've got to have something that will scale. And so that was a big one. The other thing is, and I think a lot of people to this day still miss out on this is I, I stumbled onto something that good old Frank Kern, you know, uncle Frank uh, <laughs> had put together that it was core influence. And, you know, I tell everybody and their brother that's in, interested in entrepreneurism to actually go watch this, but it's his core influence talk. And the whole, you know, the shtick of it is this, it's, you know, he sat down and he wrote down the things that he really wanted. If money was no object, the things that he really wanted. And he put it down and, and, you know, somewhere in there, I think he actually wrote down how much it would cost. You know, if I was going to have a maid, you know, every single day, what would that cost me per month? And if I was going to have someone cook, what would that cost? And so there was all this stuff. And I think most of us in in life, what we don't sort of wrap our heads around is this. It's, we say, I want to make a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a multimillionaire, whatever. But we don't really have a reason why. And, you know, as you and I both know at this point in our careers, um, it gets tough sometimes. And you get your, you know, what handed to you sometimes. And if you don't have that why I'm really doing it down to the dollar of this is, this is why I want to make this money. If you don't have that down, you're not going to keep going or you're going to get burnt out very quickly. So I think that was a core thing for me too, is, is I watched that and I realized you have to be very intentional. Yeah. Why the heck you're getting up and going to work and trying to earn and, money. And almost like when you say why along them things, you can almost ask yourself why on that and then answer it. And then ask yourself why a few more times. Cause it's like, if exactly. it's just material, material things, um, I think I, I don't know the exact quote, but you know, you know, what you own ends up owning you. It's like that kind of, <laughs> if you get all these, if it's all material things, you start getting them and you have big mortgages or you no know, payments left, right and center, you know, you're just, I mean, why at the end of the day, you're just, you know, you're working harder to, you know, to keep the, exactly. the boat afloat. And it's like, who, who is free? It's that, what is freedom kind of thing? Yeah. I think, and this is the thing that really hit me, and this was a Fallout Boy song. Uh, for those of you that don't like Fallout Boy, sorry, but this, this, there was a line in one of these songs that said something to the effect of, uh, he was trying out for the lead in someone else's dream. And I think a lot of us get into that is, you know, what is the level of success? What is a marker of success? And so a lot of us say, well, that's what I want to do. I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want to have a mansion. I want to have this car, whatever. And at the end of the day, that's not really our dream. That's not really what makes us happy. And so I think one of the key things that really started to wake me up was number one, uh, success does not mean you have to be there more, you know, mm-hmm. does not mean you have to work harder. It just means that you have the things that you want. But number two is, well, what does that actually look like for you? Because there was a couple of years ago that I was building all these big, you know, endeavors and these big businesses. And I got into it and realized I was like, why did I start doing this? And I was like, <laughs> well, it's just, it's just what I thought you were supposed to do when you were making more and you were growing and you were scaling. Yeah. And I, I think that was the big thing. It's, it's really what, a, what really awoke the alpha in me. It was being very clear on what actually made me happy and getting that down on paper and coming back to that every three to six months and saying, is that still right? And being very, very religious about that and i think that if you do those things then your work days look much different too so when was a time you feel like you had a, a huge failure or a, a failure <laughs> that you learned from or just something that's like so many. you had a bad day I don't know. uh right around the time my son was born was right around the time that i really started to explode the digital side of what i was doing and i look back at that and i said what happened well mm. i had been 
working my butt off in the chiropractic office and I'd been hustling and marketing and everything was coming together. And, you know, it's one of those things you're like, yes, like we're killing it. And I was as busy as I had ever been. And this is right. My son was due to be born in January and uh, seven years ago, it's due to be born in January. And in December, I looked at our bank account at the chiropractic office and realized we had next to no money and we were going to run out of money. Now I'm as busy as I had ever been. And the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I looked up. For those who are listening, this is a puzzled look on my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a puzzled look on my face too. So, so what I what I started to figure out was is we were doing great things. We were serving a lot of people, um, but somebody that was doing the money for me in my office uh, was not doing the full job of collecting. I literally had like fifty thousand dollars out that was supposed Ooh. to be coming. Right. It's one of those yeah. things that you know, you wake up the, you know, you trust people because that's what they're supposed to be doing. And listen, I, I'm still friends with this person to yeah. this day, but it's one of those things where you look up and you're like, oh, well, crap. And so, I, you know, you had to, I had to act fast. I brought someone in to help us. We collected the money and everything was fine. We never, you know, never had to take any loans out or anything. So everything yeah. worked out good there. But that was another one of those moments in my life where something broke. And I said, I'm never going to allow myself to get put into the position of our money being on a float. Yeah. And, and so this was the thing is when I, that's when the point where I said this digital marketing thing and, and really selling things digitally and getting credit cards immediately when we charge for the service, this is something that I'm actually going to put myself into. So I put myself on sort of a five month stack of I'm going to build some machinery in my business that will bring customers in from the Internet from all over the world. And we're going to teach this kind of stuff, the stuff that's working in the chiropractic office and I am going to work towards that harder than I've ever worked before while at the same time doing the chiropractic stuff because I realized right then and there that the chiropractic office would never scale. And even if I had the best practices with billing, it was a business that I would always be worried about somebody else doing something because I had to be a chiropractor when I was there. I couldn't focus on other things. Yeah. So I, I went into I went into the mode of and the point I'm trying to make here because it's it's kind of confusing still, but the point I'm trying to make is that was when I said, I've got to stop being a chiropractor. That was the point where I said, I don't have enough time to have the life that I want. This vehicle that I'm in is not the vehicle that's going to take me there. And I think that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. That was the big failure that mm. I was like, well, I didn't have time to watch this because I was being a chiropractor and working hard on the marketing and this. And so that's when I said, that model is not going to work for me. So I'm going to go do something else. I know like logically you think I can't do this, but also was there that, that internal struggle of, oh, you know, I've, I've got to use what I've done or I'm, you know, I'm, I've kind of, I've made my bed. I'm going to, I'm committed or how was that kind of transition? Well, it's amazing what happens and how clear your decisions can get when you know what you actually want. Mm. And so that was the thing is at that point um, I said, okay, I, I can't drop this. I've got people that depend on me here. I've got, you know, I've got to pay for my, you know, my stuff normally, but <clears throat> this is not where I'm going to necessarily be in three years. And so that was the thing that really said, maybe this isn't for me, even all the, all the investment that I made, maybe this isn't going to get me to where I actually want to go. And as tired as I thought I was then, because I'd been busting it, that's yeah. when I hit a second gear because I was like, there is something else that I can do because this teaching stuff and helping people understand on a global scale, it started to, you know, sort of come together. And I said, I'm going to go for broke for this. This is something else that I think I can do. And I'm, while I'm working at the chiropractic office, I'm going to, when I get home, and literally this was my schedule, <clears throat> chiropractic office, 7.30 to 6 o'clock. I'd hang out with my wife and kid from about 6 o'clock to about 9 p.m. And then from about 10 to 3 in the morning, I would work on this other business. 
And I didn't know I had that in me. But when I, <laughs> when I realized what I actually want to do with my life and that that wasn't the vehicle anymore, it's amazing. Like I said, that gear that you hit because you're like, yeah. I'm going to get there. Yeah, the inspiration, so, yeah. So five months later, uh, I had my first $10,000 month with information and helping yeah. other people. And that was one of those things where I was like, well, that was a fluke. Um, <laughs> and then the next month I had my second and then it was like 20. And then it was just, it kind of went from there. And it was one of those things where I realized all these things that I've been doing to grow the chiropractic office, other people want to hear them. But if I actually want that to turn into a business, I have to focus on that as a business, not just, oh, I got this cool PDF. You want to buy it? Cool. Yeah. You know? So that was the transition for me. And I tell you, if it hadn't been for understanding some really good funnels on a local level, I would have never yeah. been able to build them on a much bigger level too. I don't think it could be a coincidence, but I don't think so. Around that time, you said, I, cause I think this has an impact for me personally, but what are your thoughts about not being a dad to being a dad and how that played into it? Because that's when I, I, I feel like until you're, a, you know, you can be a bit loose with your time until you're a dad, but then I really feel like, you know, it's not just, Oh, this wastes a bit of my time. It's kind of like, I should have been with my family. Or I should have been with, that's wasting playtime basically, or, you know, time with kids and you don't get that back. I really feel, I mean, what are your thoughts around that? The dad? Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, the world becomes much bigger and much smaller when uh, you have a kid. And that was the thing. There was, I wanted more time with my family, but you're right. There was also no time to waste now. It was very much, I want to, you know, I, I've got to be here. And so, you know, you start getting a little bit of that time and you start seeing the joy that that brings you. And for those of you that don't have kids, that's something that's crazy, but you start pulling joy from things that are completely different than what you thought. And so you start fighting a lot harder to get more of that time. And I think that's the thing when you, whatever it is in your life that makes you hit that second gear of, no, this is worth it. This is worth the no sleep. This is worth it. And having that extra person there was absolutely, but yeah. Uh, from the time my child was born, everything changed in terms of how I wanted to run a business and you know how I wanted to be around. How do you, the fundamentals, how do you create and some of the key things, these killer funnels that, that we've been talking about in a roundabout way the whole episode so far, what are some either key mistakes or key things to get right? And, and, and what are your thoughts on, you know, complicated funnels, simple funnels, you know, and, and all and anything? Sure. So, one of my big things was number one, I always want to have a group of people that are going to have a business and are going to need help. You know, I, I think having an audience of people that will pay you money for something, uh, like I said, you know, my product may fail. Like I may put it, I may have an idea for something, put it out and it may fail. But the guy down the road with the dentist office, we know the demand, like it's there. It's not going yeah. away. Like I don't think robots are going to take that over anytime. So like <laughs> there's just some poor things there, yeah. but you know, chiropractors, same thing. So I always say, number one, is there something that is a proven service out there that we know people want, people need, and whether they know they want to need it, they're going to have to have it. So that's cool. So I think that the biggest opportunity out there right now for anybody is, of course, you could go to like sell digital products like me. But end of the day, if you took everything away from me, I would walk out of my house, get in my car, if I had a car still, right? And <laughs> I, would, I would walk to the local chiropractor, the local dentist, and I would say, hey, can I help you bring people through the door? And that is always going to be, no matter what town you're in, there's always a business that needs help getting new people through the door. So that is a fertile audience. Just about anywhere you go, they're there. So number mm -hmm. one, if you're going to be building funnels, go to someone who already has a proven product. You don't have to have your own product and help them grow it. They will pay you well to bring people through the door. 
So that's, that's sort of my foundation layer. If you can't make anything else work, you can't build products, that's always there. It is there for everybody listening. Past that, you start saying, okay, of these folks, what is the thing that's like the most attractive? It may not be the most profitable thing to come through the door, but what's the thing that's the most attractive to bring people through the door? So just to give you an example, because I think yeah. examples are key. One of the things that we figured out with dentists is dentists want to get people in for certain things. Those things are not attractive. Those things only happen with pain, right? Yeah. Usually it's pain and, and it's hard to target that. But what we also figured out was the ideal person for a dentist office is going to be a female between the ages of probably about 25 to 40. And the reason being is because they're probably, you know, starting a family. And even if they're not starting a family that they're going to bring in, they have a lot of people that listen to them. Because guys, I hate saying this about us, we're dumb when it comes to healthcare. We will, we will, unless, <laughs> there, design, yeah. unless there is a sword sticking through us, we're probably not going into, you know, it's just, just flesh wounds. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so any money probably I can put it out anytime. So, but no, that's the key. Like that particular group is a portal of access to everything that you want as a dentist. And so what we started figuring out was how can we target these people? So we figured out on Facebook, for instance, and this is a big reveal for me. I mean, when I first figured this out is we can target people that are about to get married and we can target them with a teeth whitening offer so that they are going to be looking the best they can possibly look for their wedding pictures. So no brainer. I love it. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so the key is, is you're trying to get someone into your office at that early stage of their family. And so that they can bring their husband in, they can bring their kids in. Eventually you're trying to get that lifetime patient. Mm -hmm. We figured out that we could target people with that. Now here's what's so great. It doesn't matter where we take that funnel. Like I've had dentists that have run teeth whitening offers before that completely fell on their face. But when they start targeting a bride to be that's got the wedding, because we gave them a reason why we're giving it away. That's the key. So it's, if I could just sort of say this, it's when you're saying, how do you build these funnels? Mm. Don't look at someone that's already built something cool that's working that they've been doing for a while and base it off that, that gets you a jump. And, and, and if you've got somebody like me who has no problem giving those things away, mm. then that's the best way to do it. You don't want to go steal somebody's stuff. Like yeah. that's terrible, but there are plenty of people out there that are more than willing to show. This is where we've gotten so far. If you will just tell me your results <laughs> with this so that we can continue to dial it in. Cause that's, it's always about crowdsourcing this stuff too. Yeah. It's because the more people you have doing it, the better. But that's the key. It's you look at what somebody's already done. You run it, you get data, and you tweak from there. And that's the thing. It's, it's rare these days. We're so lucky right now. This is such a good time to be alive in digital marketing. You don't have to start from scratch because there's so many things that have been proven at this point. And not even since the, I mean, like I'm talking about before the internet was even a thing. There's so many yeah. good marketing case studies. So, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to touch on differences or maybe there's not as many as I think, or you, you know, the differences between really like that, that local physical business, like a dentist, like you mentioned, and then like yourself selling digital products and your thoughts on how many stages in a funnel. Cause sometimes I feel people can overcomplicate it when it's, they've got something strong that people just want to, okay, that leads straight to, you don't need to put like five more stages in or in some scenarios, maybe you do need to put a few touches. I mean, what are your thoughts around that? I think the first problem that people run into is they try to think the entire funnel through whatever they happen to be selling before they actually do it. Mm. Um, so our big thing is, is, you know, there's tons of things you can dial in and to be real, it's going to take you at least 12 months to dial in a funnel really, really well. If mm. you're, you know, especially if you're just starting from scratch. So with us, it's always, 
we always focus first on what is the initial audience? What is the initial offer for that audience? And are they going to give us their information for that? That's it. If you put together an opt-in page and people aren't opting in for it, it doesn't matter at all what you do past that. Like that's the core. So before I get too crazy with like, oh, I want to sell this and this is the end, I always start with the end in mind. I always know what I actually want to sell and what's the big dog at yeah. the end. But I always start with, okay, that's what I want to do at the end. I don't really care about much of the in between right now. I just want to know, here's the end, here's the beginning. Can I at least get people to opt in for the beginning? Yeah, you've got to get and, things started. I think it's just, just like life in general. Yeah. That's what's so great is, you know, you can put together and most of our opt-in pages, I kid you not, are a little box with one headline and a place to put your info. There's no bullet points. There's none of this crazy stuff because I've tested everything under the sun at this point and most people opt in based on a headline. Simple. You know, it's, here's the benefit we're going to give you. Um, do you want it? And if you can't get that there, then you're probably not, no amount of extra stuff, at least on a freebie. Yeah. is going to get you through the door. And so with both our online stuff and our offline stuff, the majority of what we do is we put together sort of that page and we go in, we put an ad out on Facebook and we try to run, you know, a few hundred people through it. And those first few hundred people usually tell us the story of if we nailed that front end. Once we nail that front end offer, of course, I got a list of people that I can market to something later, even if I got nothing on the back end, even if it just says, thanks, you know, here's yeah. your thing. But I always have an email list that I can market to those people. But once I have proven that, then I can start building the in-between phases. And so, and then the in-between stuff is a, okay, if they buy this, what do they need next? And what do they need next? How does that lead to here? Of course, that stuff has to be in play. Yeah. But that stuff's usually pretty easy to come up with if you've got the beginning and the end in mind. Mm. Now, if you just have the beginning and no end, you've got a problem too. Yeah. So as long as you've got the beginning and the end, yeah, I think that's where a lot of people really take months to put these things together and they don't even know if the front's going to work. And then they look up and then they're like, crap, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just not working. So what's interesting is this, is you ask the difference between sort of an online and a, you know, local. So with an online funnel, you have to get everything done there. So I've got to have, you know, it's always math and, and I, depending on how many upsells I need, things like that, it's always the math of the funnel, but it all has to be, you're buying right now. Yeah. With a local business, you actually have an advantage. You have to train these businesses to do this, but the funnel happens mostly in the office or in the business. So I can get them to opt in. My job is once I get them to opt in, I have to get them to actually call and set up an appointment or actually walk through the door. Mm -hmm. If I can do that, that's when the majority of the funnel actually starts happening. And that's when the business has to have what they're doing inside and their upsells down. So a lot of times, what we actually have to end up doing is we say, okay, we get the people through the door for you now. What's your process of escalating them into buying more or coming in more often? Yeah. And so that's something that we'll do with business because the majority of what we're doing in an online funnel is to prove to them that we, Hey, we are trustworthy. Hey, we do have this figured out. A local business owner can do that in a much easier way because they have a face to face. Yeah. And so that's, I would say that's the core difference is, yeah. is your funnels a little detached in a local setting, but once they get someone through the door, if you've got the right person you're working with, it's so much easier to convert someone into a much bigger thing because yeah. you have the face-to-face. -face. Definitely. One of the things I want to talk about is how to use you know, content marketing effectively to build the business. So obviously linked to that, that first stage of the funnel almost. Sure. I, I'll give you some data. And this is what's so interesting. Um, we have a particular funnel that we're testing out now and it's mirroring just about everything we've ever seen before. But we have a particular funnel that we're testing out now 
on one hand, we are running what we would call a solo ad, right? So we're, we're, we've paid someone per click to send traffic to the opt-in page. Now yeah. we get a lot of opt-ins from there, a lot of opt-ins. Okay, so that, uh, if you're just looking at that stat, that's good. That's like, yeah. you know, on this particular phone, it's like a 40% that see the page sign up, which is awesome to start yeah. out. Whoa. Now, here's the other thing. We also have that same funnel coming off a piece of content on the blog. Okay. okay. So, you know, got an article on the blog. It leads to that op same opt-in page. Um, but we're tracking, of course, the different entry points. By far, less clicks come from, you know, the number of clicks that are hitting the blog post to that. It's, it's less people. But by far, the buyers come from the content. Uh -huh. This is, yeah, this is an important thing to track, definitely. And so this was a trick we figured out. We were taking people first from, you know, the solo ad stuff. We were taking people to a PDF. So they'd sign up and we'd say, check your mail. They'd go to their mail, they'd click, they'd get a PDF, whatever. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. That, that was not getting a sale. So what yeah. we started doing is instead of the PDF, we took them to a page that all of the content that was in the PDF was actually on the blog. Ah. So we took them to the blog where they could also see the sales page for the thing and they were reading the content and that was the way that we were actually able to indoctrinate them more. And that's the thing. Most people, even they, even though they'll opt in for something because they want it, they're still not convinced enough of who you are to trust yeah. you enough. It's much like, yeah, like they can detach themselves from like, this is just a random piece of information. Like they want the information and like you say, almost not join the dots or not want to. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'll give you a real behind the scenes too for everybody listening. If you go to Closers Cafe or, or closerscafe.com and you go to that blog right now and you were to go to, there's a particular post that's called the 90 day hustle, right? Mm -hmm. We've got all this content and all the content does different things and it's there for a reason and, and some things convert well to other, but that particular post because of the way it's written and, and you know, that's the yeah. long form content. Yeah. That particular post is definitely the highest converter. So some behind the scenes pool, yeah. if I can get someone to read that post or at least a chunk of that. You're going to get me to read it. Well, <laughs> Someone listens to this as well. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing from a content marketing perspective, that is a post that is a high converter into the other stuff that we are yeah. selling. And I think that that's, that's been the greatest lesson for me is, Oh my Lord, that took forever to write that post. It was so <laughs> much and it was so big. But at the end of the day, when I, when someone goes to that post, it's like they understand what it's all about. They really understand our mission, what we are. And, and when someone starts to get that knowledge in their head, it's so much easier for them to buy something from us that is helping them further that mission. And so from a content marketing standpoint, like you hear all these people, you know, say content's great, content's great. And then you go try it the first time yourself and you're not tracking. You're like, I don't know if this is really working. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I can't really. But when you actually start tracking your numbers and really looking at things, it is one of the most important things you can do if you can budget it. And my, my thing is, is if you don't have the budget to have a lot of posts all the time, you don't have the time budget to do that, spend your time writing a few posts that really get to the core of what you're about. And those will resonate with people. And because like I said, of all the posts we have on there, there's always two or three that really hit people a certain way. And you can tell that pretty quickly by running traffic. Like that one right away, I was like, oh my God, people are sharing the crap out of this thing. What's happening? You know? <laughs> And you can know it pretty quickly with very little ad spend to know if your piece of content is good. And even then, I didn't have an opt-in to it. So once we attached the opt-in, that's when we really started seeing, oh, okay, this is, this is the connection. Awesome. So. Well, a question's popped in my head, but I think that's going to kind of transition us nicely into the alpha round where I'm just going to get some sure. final tools, tips, and resources. Um, 
Is there a particular resource that you use within your business and funnels that you think is either a lesser known or you just think it's essential and you always tend to use it? It could be very small. What popped to mind there was when you said about you know tracking that information. Is there anything above outside of the norm or anything that you think is essential that maybe sometimes missed? Uh, we have two things. The first thing that is a big one for me is one I think a lot of people in our market understand, which is ClickFunnels. I think ClickFunnels is great if you'll spend the time with ClickFunnels. If you mm. don't spend the time learning ClickFunnels, it's not such a great resource. Uh, the problem that we had with ClickFunnels is it still took us a lot of time to do some of the things that we needed with like call tracking because we work with local businesses. Okay, yeah. Like, so we built a tool called LeadKit and LeadKit is something that I use to build the funnels for our businesses because the funnels are already in there. All the ones that work for us are already in there. And it's a big thing for us. So I use those two things pretty much on a daily basis to both track people coming through the door and see what they're doing as they move through the funnels, but also to track, you know, the results for our clients. Those are basically page and funnel builders mm -hmm. that are super important for me. Is there a particular quote that really resonates with you, either an all-time favorite one or just you like to live your life by, or it just pops into your head when uh, some guy asks you? <laughs> No, no, it's good. <laughs> I love that. You know, you can get fancy and it's sort of become a, a thing that everybody says this one in our market, but it is one that if I get away from this, I get, I get hosed. But when I come back to it, it's always important. It's, it's the Zig Ziglar quote. If you can give, a, you know, someone, and I never get it exact. If you can help <laughs> someone else get what they want, you can have anything that you want is, is the core of it. And I think that's the thing. It's anytime I try to get too fancy with marketing, too fancy with all the other stuff and adding features and all those things, it doesn't work if I get just down to the core of what, it, what is it they actually want? What's the one thing somebody actually wants in their life right now? If I can help them get that, then I, I've, I've lived it over and over again and I can get whatever I want. And I think that quote, if I just can continue to wrap my mind around it at every stage of my life, that's the one that has brought me the most success. And it's just because it's brought other people more success. So is there a particular book that's really been important for you or one you give people or one that you think is really solid around your area of expertise? Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. When I have someone that I, that I feel is catching the virus, the, the marketing and the <laughs> entrepreneurial virus, I absolutely give them uh, the four-hour work week. That is a book that sort of starts the journey uh, for a whole heck of a lot of people. And the other one that I think is more important, and this is more once you're sort of later on as an entrepreneur that's super important, is um, the, it, it's, well, there's two actually. There's one that's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a, yeah. you know, and that's <laughs> yeah. Mark Manson. There was one that he wrote before that that was basically the same book, but it was for pickup artists. And okay. it's, called, it's called Models. And I didn't read it. Like I've been married a long time. I have no interest in knowing the pickup yeah. artist stuff. <laughs> But I read it because some marketers had recommended it. It was one of the greatest books on understanding value and how you add value to the world and how people respond to you. And I think that was a big key for me. Who do you recommend from your network would be a great interview for the Awaken Your Alpha show? I think absolutely. If you've not done it yet, you got to go uh, interview my good friend, Don Wilson. Um, ah. Yeah, he's, he is the most fun person. We came up sort of learning things together and you know he sort of went the route of you know selling t-shirts and physical products online and I'm still more of your digital and helping local yeah. uh, but he is somebody that is just uh, such an interesting path uh, he was a tax he was a bill collector I think for a while and, <laughs> but, but just a just a human being that is a great person and he's doing some things that if you would asked me even even when I thought as much as I thought of him way back when uh, if you'd asked me if this guy would have had a multi-million dollar t-shirt company printing wow. business, I'd have been like, no. So I, I absolutely, you gotta, you gotta go check oh, out. Yeah, doing. that sounds inspiring. No, I'd love to do that. What's the best way? We know we mentioned Closers Cafe and just tell us, oh, that, yeah. 
in terms of best way to connect with you, but also tell us what is Closers Cafe all about? A lot of what it is right now is I'm really, it's my diary. Like when we have something that works or we figure out something that like, I just want to remember. Uh, and of course it's in a blog post format, yeah. but it's, it, that is what Closers Cafe is. It's it, as we've been helping businesses and I don't just say local businesses anymore. It's yeah. helping any business with a digital service. We just sort of write down, you know, what's worked for us. You know, it's a stack of all the things that are working for me as I've helped. And, and we actually put something together for your crew too. Um, I have six funnels in particular that work really well for me when I'm helping like a dentist or a chiropractor yeah. and uh, they're done. And it's literally, here's the ad campaign we use. Here's the landing page we use. Here's everything that we use to go help those businesses. And if people want to actually go see that, uh, they can go to closerscafe.com slash awaken your alpha. Yep. And they can go check that out. And like I said, to me, that's a good intro because I've had people that have like seen one of those ones like, oh, I could go use that right away with my dentist. Like I'm not even going to charge them for it, but like, I love this guy and I want him yeah. to do well, you know? <laughs> and so it's always a cool thing to be able to sort of be that magician when you're a digital marketer, even if it's not something that you, you know, yeah. charge for. So they're all there. And I think that that's a cool way to sort of get into the mix of what we do. Well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for sharing the time. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I've had a blast and I appreciate, uh, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Okay, cheers. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know time is the most important asset we have. Head over to Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, the Facebook group, and get on the inside. Join the conversation and please do support the show so we can I can continue to bring you the best in the world and share with you the struggles as well as the highs. Head over to ayalpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time and join the conversation. If you can share this on and recommend it to your friends, this is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive as men. I'll see you next time. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.